What is good, everybody? Welcome to Between Frets, a space where female musicians meet and discuss all things music. I'm your host, Jenny Jam, and I'll be filling in for Sean Shorny Sean Marshall today. Yes, we have a great episode, and I just feel like the Fret Sisters and Between Frets, we have been killing it this season, and you have to listen to the rest of the season because we got some amazing guests coming up. In any case, it is November, and Thanksgiving is coming up in like a couple weeks, I think. Oh, gosh. But I've been really busy. Um, holidays mean busy time for musicians. And of course, with the holidays, there's holiday shopping. So I'm going off what my fret sister, Shorin, is saying in every episode. It's the holidays. It's time to shop. So if you don't know, we do have merch. Lots of fret sister merchandise. If you go to fretsisters.storeenvy.com, the link will be in the show notes. You will be able to purchase Fret Sisters Between Frets merchandise. Hey, great holiday gift, right? Okay. So anyways, I'm going to get ready, make some coffee. Uh, It's very cold outside. And get ready for our guest coming up, blues rock guitarist, Ali Venable. Stay tuned. All right, and we're back. I'm your host, Jenny Jam, and we have an exciting guest joining me today. Oh my gosh, it's so awesome. She's a Texas-born, highly acclaimed blues rock guitar player, singer, and songwriter, a winner of multiple East Texas Music Awards, including Female Guitar Player of the Year, Blues Band, and Entertainer of the Year, featured in Guitar Player Magazine. The 2018 album release, Puppet Show, was number seven on the Billboard Blues charts. Her recent 2019 album release, Texas Honey, is number two on the Blues album. Oh my gosh, welcome Allie Venable. Hi, thank you so much Hello. for having me. <laughs> so on behalf of the Fret Sisters and everybody, we are so happy that you are doing an interview with us. Thank you. Thank you for being here and, and taking your time. So yeah, let's just get right into this. So we want to take it back. Like in the beginning, we always like to find out how our guests start. Like how did how did that dream come about? When did that dream happen and how did it become reality? Yeah, so um, I first started uh, playing guitar when I was about 12 years old. Um, and I sang, I've, I've always like sung since I was real little, like three or four. And But yeah, I started playing guitar around, around 12 years old. And when I first started playing music, I started playing country music. I really loved Miranda Lambert and Carrie Underwood and, and, and stuff like that. And so I played that and then what got me into like playing guitar, like I do now, <laughs> is um, Stevie mm-hmm. Ray Vaughan. I really love Stevie, and um, what I noticed about his him was his voice first, because I wasn't like super into guitar like I am now at that time, and that's what kind of drew me in. And then later I found out he was like known for his guitar playing. <laughs> so I oh really? And I learned <laughs> wanted to learn, you know to play like him like he was a big inspiration for me and um so that's kind of how I got into playing blues and uh guitar oriented type music and what's cool about Stevie is that um he introduced so many people to the blues genre and 
like him and Robert Cray were like on mainstream radio at the time, you know, so it was it was really cool. And that's kind of what um, I would like to do with my music is to introduce people um, to like blues, blues rock genre um, like Stevie did for me, because he what what was cool about him is like he had this like rock edge to him, you know, at, and um, that's kind of what, you know, I, I play more of like a rock blues type thing so yeah that's yeah that's kind of what my goal is is to introduce people young people and people that don't really know about blues to it so I mean you're you're definitely correct about Stevie Ray Vaughan I mean he pretty much reached a wider audience and Robert Craig right? yeah yeah so it's not just your blues rockers mm-hmm. or you know um an older generation and what's amazing is that because you're a young artist it's so nice to hear yeah these are my influences as a guitarist it's just a good thing you know when you hear it when you're like yes you know then <laughs> listening to like <laughs> yay like like keep that music alive you said that you um you started singing at first mm-hmm. and then picked up the guitar. Was it something that is your family musical or did you just have that gift? Or? Um, I my family is not musically inclined, but they're music lovers, and mm-hmm. they exposed me to so many different types of music. Not just like they. My mom is like a super like like hair band person she loves like she <laughs> loves like the 80s like um, oh wow and she likes metal and she likes she likes all that stuff and so I was definitely exposed to that when I was when I was younger and um so my, my mom and dad they they met when they were super young and they would go to like all these concerts all these live concerts that's what that was their thing when they were younger to go do and um like they loved like rat and like just just bands like that and so, yeah. <laughs> so um, I was definitely so exposed great. to that, and and I was like they they just showed me different types of music um, when I was little. Like I they showed me Lenny Kravitz. I really loved Lenny Kravitz. Oh, and neat. Just like just different Ozzy Osbourne and just all these different types of types of music. And so um, I I try to incorporate you know stuff like that that I've listened to over time into you know writing songs and just like me playing guitar and and all mm. of that so so basically you're the first generation in the family to be musical or yeah. right really yeah. that's awesome I mean, my, my my grandma was uh she could sing beautiful like she and she kind of taught me how to sing but she never like did any professional any like you know as a professional or anything she just yeah. could sing but yeah, no, I'm the first one. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. So how how did you actually learn? Like, well, singing, I'm sure, came naturally. But did you take lessons or did you um, no, self-teach I, yourself? I, like with singing and guitar, like I learned, I've, I've learned from people around me, like from guitar players um, that I've seen and become friends with. Um, my very good friend, Lance Lopez, um, he, he's an amazing guitar player. Um, Mike Zito, um, Eric Gales, Gary Hoyt, just all these people that have I've learned and I'm very grateful to learn from, you know, not only not only playing guitar, but also like from live shows and um, different things like that. And I learned the best uh, jamming with people or like playing live with my band. I think that's where I learned, learned the most mm. over time. So. 
wow, so kind of self-taught, kind of self-taught,、yes. <laughs> but more like you didn't take, you didn't go to an instructor or anything like that. And that's that to me is amazing <laughs> because it, it, you have that gift. People do have that gift where it's like their thing, you know, it's、yeah. just something that they were born with. Yeah, I think that's so amazing. So I know you talked about how you were influenced about the blues, Stevie Ray Vaughan, and, and a lot of the blues players. Is that what you consider your style of music to be? Is more blues? Yeah, I think the the my music has evolved over the course that I've been doing this,、um, and I think that's a great thing for your music to evolve.、Um, mm-hmm. You like always adapting as an artist and trying new things and being creative and all that. Um, but yeah, my my、uh, music is generally rooted in blues music, and I think why I connect with blues so well and why it just comes is because it's it all music derives from it, like rock, country, R and B, even some pop stuff. You know, it it all、mm-hmm. comes from comes from blues, and I think again that's why. It's in my music, and I connect with it so well, especially when I play solos or, or things like that. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever thought、uh, like about like maybe sticking some metal in? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just curious. I'm like, because because it's it's so wild about your parents, especially your mom. I, I think that's the coolest thing、yeah. when when she's so open musically like that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I try to take inspiration from. A lot of different things, even things that I don't necessarily like. You know, I I just try to listen to a lot of different things, and just open up my、um, musical vocabulary. <laughs> I guess、oh, that's this kind yeah. That this kind of、uh, take from just a lot of different things. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, so we're gonna go into when you first started gigging or actually、mm-hmm. playing professionally. What what was it like? Were you nervous? Like your first gig experience? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> first gig. I I played、um, a lot in East Texas, and when I first started,、um, I didn't get nervous, and I st- I still don't. Like I I look at it like、um, people are coming out to see you or going out. And like paying money to come see your show, and they they're going out with their friends, wanting to hang out, so they want to have a good time, and so they、mm-hmm. want you to succeed. They don't want you to fail because then they won't have a good time, you know. So I think I look at it in that perspective. Wow, man, you're like you have、um, maturity in your years. <laughs> you have that full experience, which is so wild, and I just think it's great.、Oh, Again, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it's just great. I'm sorry, I just, <laughs> I just have to keep saying it. So, with your first gigs, did you play a lot of festivals, or was it small venues or anything like that? Like- I mean, I tried to play. I tried to play, you know, a little bit of everything, but. My dad's friend. How I first started like getting in front of people and playing in front of them. My dad's friend, he had this rockabilly band, and they were called the Darby Warren Project, and they played rockabilly stuff. And I would get up on their breaks. They would take breaks on their shows, and I would go up and just play a couple songs on their breaks. And then eventually, I learned a lot of more songs to where I could do my own set. And then. Eventually started writing my own songs and then incorporating that into the show and then eventually just playing, you know, a few a few like Stevie stuff or just whatever songs that I I really love to put in my in my show along with my、um, stuff that I've written 
with my band and I met my band, um, Elijah, my drummer. I met him in high school. So he was a senior and I was a freshman and we both were in orchestra together. We had a class together and I played the cello and he played the bass. And I was like, hey, Elijah, do you want to, you know, be in my band? Um, and he was like, yeah, that'd be cool. So, and then I met my uh, bass player, Bobby, on Craigslist. <laughs> oh, wow. I, my, I was super young and my dad like put out this ad and was like, hey, Allie's looking for this young guitar, girl guitar player is looking for a bass player. And so he like came over to our house and. I was like, oh, I love how he plays. So, and he was like, oh, this is crazy. This little girl with this wah pedal and just playing Jimi Hendrix. What the heck? <laughs> so, it was all, it just all, um, and they play, they can play different instruments too. They're very versatile musicians. And so, I'm very lucky to have them. And we've been doing this setup for about, I think, maybe two and a half, three years, I think, maybe. I could be wrong, but um, they, they've been with me since, I've always been with me since I was probably like, 13 maybe and Elijah's been with me for about four years so we've like trade they, they played Elijah's played bass for me before and Bobby's played like keys for me before so guitar so they've we've like had other band members with us but this what I have now is really what stuck mm -hmm. and really worked very well so um yeah they've been with me and they're they're amazing guys for sure yeah, but, so it's like a trio, yes, like sort of like a trio. <laughs> and then I noticed by um, looking at your bio that sometimes you have keys. Yes, yes sometimes I have keys a keys player. His name is Fernando, um, and he mm -hmm. is from the Dallas area, and uh, or he lives in the Dallas area, and um, he'll come and play with us. And it's just it adds like a different dynamic to the show, which is really great. And um, mm -hmm. I really love the sound that he puts out, and that we like feed off of him you know so it's it's a really really cool show with him as well yeah so so that's the alley venable band yes okay, <laughs> pretty much so these guys really stuck with you which is really awesome yes yes you know <laughs> so the next thing i'd like to, to ask you is about your songwriting because i did take a listen to all of texas honey oh, thank you <laughs> and i also have to like talk about other things in within that but the first the songwriting like how how do you come up with songs? Is it your experiences or how, how does that come about? Yeah, like I write about what goes, when I write songs, I try to write about what goes on in my life um, from like experiences or something that I think that can really relate to people. And um, um, I did that with Texas Honey for sure. And um, I, it was really cool also um, because in the studio I worked with uh, Mike Zito and um, I hadn't really written a song with somebody else before. So it was cool because I wrote a song with him that my friend Eric Gales plays on. Um, it's called Come and Take It yes. on the album. <laughs> so mm -hmm. he was like, I, I heard that. I need something to go with like the Texas theme and um, Come and Take It. It would be so great if you could write, we could write a song called Come and Take It. And so we wrote the song together and it was really cool. So when you do write, do you write first on your guitar and do you get together with your band and like well, some, I, something? Whenever I write songs, like I, I really don't have like a set way of how to, how to do it, <laughs> but mm -hmm. um, I'll write, I have a journal that I write stuff down in or um, I'll like record like a, if I have a melody in my head while I'm driving or while I'm at home or wherever, I'll just sing it into my phone. Or, you know, just stuff like that. Um, sometimes I'll play it on my acoustic. Sometimes um, I'll have my, you know, Strat out and I'll play with my Strat through my, 
to my amp or um, I like titles. I really like um, really good titles. So I'll write down just weird titles or what comes to mind about the song title. I have like a list mm. of them that I just write down <laughs> and go off of that. So it's really, really not um, a set way. I don't know if it's the right way, it's but <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the right way because I know, um, you know, you either have like a notebook of stuff yeah, or you just like got a bunch of audio recordings on your phone because yes. I know I do that too. Yeah. Like if I have an idea, I'll be like, la la la. I'll yeah. just kind of like sing the melody or something. So I do want to talk about Texas Honey, your latest album release. This will be sort of like a two-part question because this is going to go into your gear. The one thing about your your guitar playing, first of all, phenomenal guitar playing. I love it. Oh, thank um, you. <laughs> your tone is on point. I love everything about listening to people's tone or, you know, always finding the right tone. I know a lot of gu- guitarists or musicians in general have this kind of thing where they're looking for the right tone but your tones are so good there's like the clean tones are great (laughs) going to when it comes to the dirt do you have like set gear or i know there's probably like a lot of pedals or a lot of stuff that you use but is is there like a main go-to on your rig oh well i use um my i guess i guess start with my amp my amp is um a tube amp it's they're made out of dallas um by a man Mm -hmm. named don ritter and they're called Category 5 amps. And I use I use it through the clean channeled amps so I can push my pedals through. And they're like mm-hmm. 6L62s with a 112 Austin speaker in it. And um, it just sounds so clear. I just I, Before I put, put any pedals down, I just want to get a very pure, clean sound out of my strap before or out of whatever guitar I'm using before I overlay pedals over it because that's the base of the tone or the sound that I want to get mm-hmm. and so those amps just are like they just sound so good to me um especially the clean and so once I get that taken care of <laughs> done with the clean tone then I overlay the pedals that I use and I use um for like a distortion pedal um, I there's this company out of Los Angeles called Vertex, and Mason Marangella mm-hmm. is the I guess the owner of the company, and I use their dynamic distortion pedal, and it's really great, really cool. You can get so many different great sounds out of it. You can get like a nice um, uh, fuzz out of it if you turn the gain all the way up, and I leave the tone at about like a little under halfway maybe a little more and then um i just like crank the volume up on it and it sounds so great and then another pedal that i use for like a um like a overdrive over the clean sound is um by keely electronics and um Mm -hmm. it's the super fat mod and it just sounds so Mm -hmm. it's like a tube screamer type pedal and um it just sounds so great and um, they're, they um, overlay with each other really well, too. So I really like that. And then I use some um, for like a... Sometimes I'll do like some funk stuff in my show. And I'll use like a, an octave pedal. It's the Keeley. It's also a Keeley pedal. And it's the Monterey, like Jimi Hendrix pedal. Mm-hmm. And there's there's so many different sounds you can get out of it. But I use the just the octave with the lower octave at the base of it so I'll do that and then I'll have a wah um, I've used so many different wahs um, I really like 
um, like the crybaby was, of course, those are really great. And then um, there's a company called Big Joe Stompbox that makes a really cool wall that I've been using, but I really love the crybaby as well. And then I use, um, I use a wireless also on stage by Boss. They sent me this, their new wireless system, which is awesome. And so I've been using that and it's, and it's great. I've used it like while I'm in Europe, it works really well and, and even here. So that's kind of hard. And then I use, um, I have a Strat um, that, I, that I've had since I was first started. And um, I put Fishman uh, pickups in them. Mm-hmm. And they're really, they're really great. I met them at the Dallas Guitar Show with my friend, um, Gary Howie. He was demoing um, for them. <laughs> and um, I, he was like, I met him the night before at, a, at, the, at one of the jams at the, at the festival. And then he like saw me and or I, I i had met him before um that at that festival and he was like Allie, come over here and so he, he had his like coffee and he like he, all these people were watching him at this booth but yeah <laughs> and then he goes Allie, come over here and so he puts the guitar on me and he's like drinking his coffee he's like all right i'm just gonna let Allie demo this demo these pickups for me and i'm just gonna drink my coffee <laughs> i was like oh my god oh <laughs> That's so awesome. That's a that's a really fun memory that I have of him. He's a super super great, great guitar player. Yeah, he is super. Yes, he is (laughs) (laughs) definitely. I'm like, yeah. I mean, gosh, and I'm I'm figuring that these are all endorsed by the products that you just. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Man, that's nice. I and I I really love Boss as well. They sent me some great pedals, and I use them. Um, as well I, I like to trade out a lot of different things but those are like mm-hmm. my like my go-to pedals your go-to yeah mm-hmm. yeah so you said to use a wireless from boss yes you said yes oh. it's really great it it has um it's just a little bug or a little yeah a little bug that you just put into the guitar and um you can either use it with your pedals or you can just plug in straight to the amp with another bug and it's really awesome. They're really little, so it's it's not this super big pack that you have to wear. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out. <laughs> yeah, you said they're really cool. they're really cool, and you can yeah, choose okay. on there if you want. Like, there's a little switch on the wireless where like you can do a short cable or a long cable. You know the mm. I guess the frequency of the wireless, so yeah, you can get like yeah. a certain sound. It's cool. I have it on the long cable one. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to check that out. In Texas, honey, like you mentioned, Eric Gales. Did you know him before you featured him on your? Yes, yes. Like, I'm really good friends with him. I met him when I was about 13 or 14 years old. At, mm-hmm. we, I was playing. Um, we were both playing the T-Bone Walker Blues Festival. Mm-hmm. And um, I met him there. And I met LaDonna and they were all just mm-hmm. they're they're just so great and they're super nice people and um he, he the first time i saw him and the second time i saw him and the third and fourth and fifth time i've seen him he's always inspired me as a guitar player and as a performer and um i just love watching him play and it's a great honor to have him you know sing for one and play um guitar um, mm-hmm. on my album so it was it was a really cool really cool thing to have that yeah it's a it's a great song definitely a great song <laughs> thank you what i love about listening to your music it's blues rock but it's had fresh flavor to it 
So oh, the you. thing that, yeah, the, I mean, like what you said, that you want to be that artist out there to, you know, inspire young generation, older generation, everything, and kind of keep that music alive. You have a fresh take of how you're presenting the blues genre. And of course, the killer solos, the guitar, <laughs> keeping guitar alive. Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's what we need. <laughs> that's what we're trying to spread. We're like, keep the guitar music alive and great vocals oh, too. Thank you. Tell us what you do off stage. Like if you're not playing a show or practicing, what do you, what do you enjoy doing besides being a great musician? <laughs> um, well, I, I really love, you know, I'm always spending a lot of my time, even when I'm um, not on the road, you know, with my band, I'm still, you know, writing songs and um, trying to learn, you know, um, but when I do have off time, I do have a boyfriend, so I go hang out with him, and we go to the movie and stuff, so I do that, and I like to hang out with my family, I like to go out to, I also got to eat with them and go do things with them when I'm, when I am here, because it is, a, it is, my time is very limited while I am at home, so um, I try to do all of that. <laughs> Yeah. Here. yeah, family. Yeah, family's important, definitely. You are going to be touring overseas also. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. I'll be with my band. We're going um, to Europe in March of 2020 in April. Mm -hmm. And I'm really excited about that. And um, this year, um, like the rest of the shows we have this year, I have some Texas shows. And then I'm also doing, um, I'm really excited about doing the, um, the Almond Family Revival this year um, again. Um, and I'm doing all three shows, which is cool. Um, it'll be um, in December. And um, it'll be with um, Devin Allman and Dwayne Betts. And there's so many amazing um, guests. And the lineup is crazy. So I'm really excited for that as well. Are you coming to D.C. anytime soon? <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the shows might be... I don't want to, like, say the wrong thing. But I think, yeah. I think one of them will be, like, in... New York, I think. Yeah. It'll be oh, that's at the Beacon Theater. Oh yeah, yeah, the Beacon Theater. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's like that's like three hours from me. <laughs> I take the train up there. But yeah, it'll be, <laughs> that'll be on the twenty eighth of December, and then the first two are like at the beginning of December, and one will be it'll be at the Fillmore in San Francisco, and then the second one will be um, the Mission Ballroom in Denver, Colorado. Oh, that's awesome. Well, we'll definitely be putting that link up oh, on our show notes. <laughs> we're also, um, for the first time, we're going to be doing the Joe Bonamassa um, Keeping the Blues Alive at Sea Cruise um, next year in February. So I'm excited about that. Really? Well, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. That's in February? Yes, that'll be in February. And, and where does that cruise go to? Um, it goes to the Bahamas. Nice. So I'm excited about that too. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll definitely put all that up on, on our show notes to all the dates to your tour and and your website. Wow, this this has been a great interview. A lot of good information. I'm definitely going to go back and, and listen to the gear that you were talking about so I can <laughs> check it out. But do you have any advice for like any new players out there that are young and old that kind of want to get into this business? Yeah, I think um, my advice would be <laughs> to um, play the songs that you want to play, um, write the songs that you want to write, and don't be afraid to put yourself out there would be my that's, advice. Oh, that's awesome. 
So, Allie, tell everybody where we can follow you. Any social media, website? Yeah, I'm on all the social stuff. Um, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, um, Facebook. Um, I'm on Apple Music and Spotify and I and uh, YouTube, all that stuff. I'm on it. So, and if y'all haven't, if y'all want to talk or have any questions about, you know, my gear or if y'all or my shows or anything, you can um, email me I, or I have a PO box too on my website. I'm gonna send back and forth, you know, stuff like that. So, anything like that. That is great. That is great. So the Ali Venable Band will be touring at a state near you or overseas in Europe next year. Go on the cruise to check out. Actually, there's going to be a lot of good players on that on that yes. cruise, too. Yes, it'll be really cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Ali, thank you again for taking the time out to talk to us, to the Fret Sisters. And to our listeners, get the album re- released that was released. Actually, get it all. It's all streaming online. Texas Honey, great, great music. Oh, all right. Thank you so much for having me. All right. <laughs> thank you. All right. So this is Jenny Jam with Brett Sisters. If you have any questions or comments or want to look up about Allie, then uh, just go to at Brett Sisters on Facebook and Instagram, or you can email us at fretsistersmusic at gmail.com. Okay. All right. (laughs) Have a great day, Allie. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, this is Jenny Jam. Got this blues-inspired Jimi Hendrix-type lick that I want to play for you. It's in the key of B. We're doing the one, four, five, which is B, E, and F sharp. Hope you enjoy. One, two, three, four. If you want to learn more about this lick, hit us up on Facebook or Instagram at Fret Sisters or email us at fretsistersmusic at gmail.com. Peace and love.